You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Joined today by Paul Dettino. He joined us about a month ago before the Vikings and Giants played on Christmas Eve. He will be on the scene covering the game this weekend when, when the Vikings play in Minneapolis, um, host the Giants in Minneapolis. Um, if you like what you're hearing, give us a follow inside purple and gold or anywhere you get your podcasts also on the Odyssey app. Um, Paul, we look at this game. I want to ask you a simple question and it'll be twofold. So I'll, I'll ask the question once you give me your answer. I'll ask you the, the second version of the question. You give me your answer. I can follow those directions. Exactly. The giants win. If they blank, if they dominate the line of scrimmage, which I think they should be able to do. I've already explained defensively against the Vikings offensive line. It's a mismatch. Uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, Hunter gave Evan Neal, the Giants' right tackle, fits in that game. I recall four quarterback hits, two sacks, a strip, seven tackles. Hunter was vintage in that game. Uh, Neal was playing with a nasty sprained knee. He's struggled a bit during the second half of the season because of that knee. But I also think he's probably in much better shape to deal with Hunter now than he was then. As far as the rest of the line, I think the rest of the Giants' offensive line should be able to hold up. And so, um, yeah, it's this game more importantly than it ever is. They tell you playoff games as they pick up in intensity and importance and against higher competition, the trenches become exponentially more important. And I think the Giants will win the trenches rather easily. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point about the Giants' offensive line. Um, the Vikings aren't going to send a lot of pressure. At least they haven't this year. Um, they, they did don't... against the Giants in that game, though. They was... sent more blitzes. It was an aberration, more so than they had before, especially early in the game. And they got a jump on the Giants. Yep. But then the Giants made the adjustment and figured it out and finished with like 450 yards of total offense. So how good was that? Exactly. And, and you look at what Ed Donatel does. Um, he dialed up blitzes in that game. I think it was a mandate from above. Um, it was after getting, after losing to the Detroit Lions and, and, and getting gashed, you, you need to make adjustments on the fly. And I think that was one of the adjustments. And, and Kevin O'Connell kind of hinted at that ahead of that Christmas Eve game. Um, we'll see. If, if I, I think to get to Daniel Jones, you're going to need to dial up pressure. Um, the Vikings aren't winning consistently enough 
Um, Zadarius Smith was was good early in the season. His pass rush win win rate um, tops in the league early in the season. He's fallen off. Um, he's got a knee that's been giving him issues. Um, in order to generate pressure this weekend in the trenches, um, the Vikings aren't going to win their one-on-one matchups. They're going to need. I wonder win. not only how much are they nicked up, but how gassed are they? Remember, they had to play their guys last weekend. That's true. That's that's true. And and that maybe you'll see that in the second half of the game. Um, which team had a second bye week, as you called it, Paul? Um, the Giants did. The Vikings did not. I, I think that could could play a role, um, kind of down the road in, in this game. So. You say the Giants win if they dominate the trenches. Um, the counterpoint, obviously, naturally, the Giants lose if they blank. Uh, if they give up explosive plays, because Jefferson and Hawkinson and Osborne and Thielen, let's not kid ourselves. Those guys are extremely talented. The weaponry that the Vikings present on offense is terrific, which is why you have to cut off the head of the snake. Mm-hmm. You've got to punish Kirk Cousins to make sure that he is not comfortable and that he can't get the ball into the hands of those guys so that they can make big plays. I mean, it's no secret. You get the ball to Jefferson, he if he's able to get room, it's a yards after the catch and could be a 60-yard touchdown. I mean, that's that's it. The Giants need to contain the explosive plays and by doing so is dominating the line of scrimmage. I, I might add a 1A to that. And that would be special teams. Yeah. The Giants special teams have been inconsistent all year. And if not every week, every other week, they seem to give up a very big return that just costs them serious field position. And their return game in specials has really been very pedestrian. So the Vikings should be able to tilt the field on special teams. And, of course, they've already got that block punt that led to the short field and a touchdown in the game last month. So my 1A has got to be the Vikings dominate on special teams. That would be another path to victory for them. For sure. Paul, how do you feel about Daniel Jones heading into this week? Um, what's his, what's the, what's the internal confidence level in him um, within the, the organization? And, and how do you think he's handling um, the pressure this week of, of starting a playoff game? I, I think he's going to be fine. Um, you'll recall that, in the last game against Minnesota, despite the loud drums and the horns and the skull chants and everything else, mm-hmm. down eight points, Daniel Jones took the Giants 75 yards in 59 seconds and called the right running play on the on the option that he was given at the line of scrimmage on a fourth and two, handed it to Barkley on a draw, yep. 27-yard touchdown, and then on a rollout found Daniel Bellinger in the back of the end zone for the two-point conversion to tie the game that quieted that stadium so that you could hear a pin drop. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about Daniel Jones. For sure. Who is an X factor in, in, in this game? Uh, the, the player that stood out to me that popped off the screen Christmas Eve, um, I only know about this guy because I, I know how you feel about fantasy football, Paul, but I only know about this guy because of fantasy football implications. Isaiah Hodgins had no idea who that guy was a month and a half ago, two months ago. He seems to be someone who, who's become a reliable target for, for Daniel Jones. That's someone who, who I'm trying to focus on heading into this week. Like how, how do you kind of make sure that guy doesn't beat you? Does he fit the mold of an X factor or is there someone else in mind that, that, that you can think of? 
Well, he's a starting wide receiver and has been a go-to guy over the last third of the season for yeah. sure. So I don't know if he's an X factor because he's a regular standard part of the Giants offense. You know, he's he's a guy who can play any of the three receiver positions. Sure. He's got height coming out of Oregon State. Giants picked him up midseason from the Bills when he was cut. Has really good hands. Runs really good routes. You know, he's like a bigger version of Thielen, yeah. to be honest. Except he probably gets a little bit deeper. Um. How? What would I say? X factor. I'll give you a really good X factor. Landon Collins mm. on defense for the Giants. Yep. Who who is you know after joining the team in October, he was a veteran free agent coming back for a second stint with the team. They signed him to the practice squad, used up his three uh, practice squad elevations, and then they signed him to the regular fifty-three. He's been playing more and more of the sub-package linebacker role, the hybrid role, if you will. And I want to say he's played, what, six games, I believe, now this year. I think three as part of the 53 and three as part of the activations. I may be off. It may be five. But my point is to you that in four of those games, he has made a significant defensive play. He's savvy. He's a sound tackler. He's a very emotional player who raises the level of everybody else on the unit when they're on the field. I mean, he made a tackle on Jefferson uh, in the fourth quarter. You guys may remember it. It was a wide receiver screen to the left side, and he looked like he was shot out of a cannon, horizontal, and absolutely pancaked Jefferson with a picture-perfect tackle outside of a, a sack. To me, that was the Giants' tackle of the year. And I truly believe that Landon Collins is going to make a big play in this game. For sure. Name to keep an eye on, for sure. Obviously, Landon Collins, I think, is a name people know. Um, but I Well, he's the it, only it, Giant active who was on their 2016 playoff team as well. Yeah, So, but it's, it's nice to see him kind of resurging um, this year um, as kind of that veteran leader um, after, after getting picked up midseason. Paul, who uh, just the prediction? Who wins this game? Um, I'll I'll kind of let you leave on that. Um, what is your prediction for this weekend um, when the Vikings host the Giants at three thirty in Minneapolis? Yeah, I think what you'll see on the scoreboard is a close game. Uh, Giants probably with a field goal lead, either at the end of the third quarter or early in the fourth, and then the Giants will put the hammer down. As I say, I think the rest helped them a lot. I think they'll be the stronger team in the fourth quarter. I think they will win the fourth quarter and probably go on a touchdown drive that seals the deal. There you have it. Paul Dottino predicting a Giants win Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. This has been great. We always love your insight. Um, I'm sure the Vikings fans are listening to this podcast do not love your prediction, um, but the, the banter, the back and forth, um, it's been great. And um, can't wait to, to, to meet this weekend. Um, I will obviously be at the game. You'll be at the game. Hopefully we can kind of get up, shake hands, and just really appreciate you joining us twice in the past month. Uh, very, very glad to be with you. Thank you so much. And don't forget, any Giant fans out in Minnesota, you can always catch me on the Odyssey app as well at One Giant Step with Sean Marash, my partner. 
Perfect. There you have it. Paul Dettino. Um, when we come back, we'll do a little purple prop party. Then we'll get out of here. Um, let you all get ready, prepared for Sunday afternoon.